You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Where is your place of service? Do you have a place of service in the church? Where is it? Today, on Words of Encouragement. Twelve years, twelve years, uh... You have, you have allowed me to be here and serve with you, and I thank you for that so much. We, along with many other churches, have been hit hard uh, in the past, these past three years. A lot of stuff happening in our world, a lot of stuff happening in our own community. Uh, the same stuff in the world happening in our community. I mean, I don't have to say the word. We've heard it so much. Uh, but a lot of it has thrown off a lot in our world. A lot is different. A lot has changed. A lot is not as it was. Um, We've been hit with the stuff of life in ways we never thought we would see. And yet we were able to minister, uh, we were able to minister this past year through Upward Soccer to 101 children. That's 101 children who came and heard the gospel through practice (coughs) goodness, through practice uh, and on game days, uh, they were able to hear the gospel message proclaimed. And they they had one-on-one time uh, with their team and their coach uh, and talked about Jesus. And so they they uh, they were exposed to the gospel, exposed to the love of God. Last year, we gave $3,360 to uh, North American Missions. We gave $9,820 to the Lottie Moon Christmas Offering, which goes to International Missions. We also gave $2,460 to State Missions. And I need to add that all of these were beyond the goal that was set by our mission committee. Uh, You went well beyond the goals that were set. We were able to minister in spite of the circumstances. We were able to make sure and ensure that there are missionaries who can continue the work of the sharing of the gospel. Uh, And so I applaud you for that. I applaud you for all that you have done in ministry this past year. Uh, We have a new year uh, and it is beginning, and so we have, uh, we need, I want to, I want to ask you for ideas. I'm going to sit down with our missions committee, and we're going to discuss some, uh, I want them to come up with some ideas, but you are the church, and certainly you could have some ideas of ministry in our community that we could be involved in uh, and do. And so I want you to be thinking, I want you to put your thinking caps on as we move through this year and think about some things that, uh, ways we can minister to people. Uh, maybe maybe we look again at, at uh, ministering to teachers in, in a way. Maybe there's ways we can do that still. Um, ministering to uh, our, our, police, our police officers, our sheriff's officers. I, I just... Be thinking, have it in your mind as to what uh, God would be leading us to do. As we think about the state of our church today, uh, we see that we have many places available for people to sit 
and to worship the Lord. And so there are spaces. There's room. And I look out at this congregation and I look at these pews. I say, there's room for people to sit. So there's no excuse for someone to say, well, it's too crowded over at First Baptist. Uh, there's, not, there's no room for me. Oh, there's room. There's room. And so we need to remember that we, want, that we need to imagine in our minds people sitting in these pews. Uh, because they're, they need to be. There, there, there are people out there that need to know who Jesus is. They need to know that there's a loving congregation on the corner of Moore and Highland that will, boy, that will just love on them. And hopefully also equip them to go and to minister and to be all they can be through Christ. So we have places of service for all who are even here today. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, if you will, to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God, coming from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 and, or 11 and 12. The Bible says, And He gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of of service to the building up of the body of Christ. May God bless the reading of His Word, and may He write that on our hearts today. I invite you to be seated this morning. Well, I want us to look, uh, I want us to look at the ability of some and the responsibility of all. First, let's look at the responsibility of some. Look at verse 11. He, he and He, God, gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Who are these? He gave some to be apostles. Who are the apostles? Who in the world are the apostles? They were the first ones that Jesus called to follow Him. They were the ones who had direct contact with Jesus. They were the ones like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the others, all twelve, who were asked to follow Him and invited to follow Him. And they did. They physically walked with Jesus. They did life with Jesus on a day-to-day basis. So they knew Him. They knew Him better than any of us know Him. An apostle is a messenger of Jesus Christ, commissioned directly by him and or by other apostles. Normally, someone who has been taught directly by Jesus and who invested themselves or who, who is invested with the authority to speak on his behalf. Uh, notice he also gave the gift of prophet. Prophet. Prophet? What's a prophet? Who are these prophets that it is speaking of here? A prophet is someone who speaks in behalf of and interprets the will of a supernatural being, often rebuking or predicting events. We find a lot of those in the Old Testament, a lot of prophets in the Old Testament. But they were the ones many times that God used to warn His own people. Y'all better straighten up. God is going to get you if you don't straighten up. This is going to go not in the way you think it is if you decide to go this way. God is sending me to tell you this. This is the prophet, the word of the prophet. Uh, Usually coming with a warning, a warning. The next gift he gives is the gift of evangelist. Now these were itinerant preachers having it as their specific or special function to carry the gospels to where it has not been previously carried 
carried into the unknown. Evangelist, their purpose was to spread the gospel far and wide. Far and wide. The last gift or gifts are that of a preacher and teacher. The gifts of pastor slash teacher are sometimes thought of as a combination gift. The word translated pastor is only seen here. The actual word is shepherd that is, that is used in the text. This person is a shepherd of the flock of God. This is one who is leading the flock as a shepherd, not as a dictator. A pastor is not a dictator. A pastor does not say, you do this, you do this. A pastor is a shepherd. A pastor comes alongside of you and says, we really need someone. You know how it works. We really need someone to uh, do this. Uh, and I, I just, I want you to pray about this. I want you to think about this. What is God asking you to do in this area? We, re- we need someone. And I, I, I'm, I'm asking you to think about this, to pray about this. Uh, and that's how that works. He doesn't direct people. He leads people. He shepherds them. Uh, This person is to watch over the people of God as carefully as a shepherd watches over his sheep. And let me say here, this is why I hurt when you hurt. Because you're precious to me. You're precious to me. I, I am to be a shepherd and I care about you. I care about what happens to you. I care about whether or not you're careful Uh, When you're out and about, I care about what happens. I care also when your youngest grandchild comes into the world. You know, your latest youngest. I mean, I care about when your grandchild over in another state gets an A on a test and does well in their athletics or whatever. I, I care. I care because I am a shepherd and I care for you. The shepherd is to love the sheep. He's to care for the sheep. He's also to be a teacher. He teaches the words and the ways of God to the flock. He does this to help the flock to be what God wants it to be. Evangelical doctrine has traditionally held that of these, of the, of these uh, four gifts, two of them are still in existence and two of them have passed away. According to commentary writer uh, Francis Folks, The ministry of apostles, as we have understood the word above, ceased with the passing of the first generation of Christians since they were specifically, you know, physically in the presence of Jesus and called by him that Jesus is not physically here. He is not in their presence. So the apostle, the role of apostle has uh, ceased. The foundational ministry of prophets has ceased also. Their work, receiving and declaring the word of God under the direct inspiration of the Spirit, was most vital before there was uh, the collection of what we call the New Testament Scripture. So the two which remain are that of of evangelist and that of pastor-teacher. These two are vital. These two are vital to the church to help equip the saints. God did this. God set this up in this way. He designed the church and formed it in such a way that if everyone does what they're supposed to do, the church will rise up and be thriving. But the catch is we all have to do what we've been called to do. That's the catch. So God has given some to equip others. He's given some to equip others. Well, what about this others? The, we move to the next uh, point here. The responsibility of all. 
Look at verse 12. For the equipping of the saints are the holy ones for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. So the responsibilities of the sum are to help to equip the all. (laughs) So my responsibility is a heavy responsibility and yet It is my responsibility to help you to be equipped to do what God has called you to do. And so I am available, I am here, but I am also here to help you. I am here to help equip you. If God is calling on you, maybe He's calling you. I never put it past any of us. Maybe He is calling one of you to be a missionary of some sort. Maybe a, a vocational missionary where you go and you're in, another, you're in another country for an extended period of time. Maybe he's calling you to be a short-term missionary where you go to another country or another area. Maybe he's simply calling you to start up some type of ministry. If God is calling you in that direction, I'm supposed to be here for you to help you and to equip you. And so you're not just there alone saying, well, I don't know what to do. I know God is calling me to do this. I know I need to do this. But where do I start? What do I do? I'm supposed to be the one who can help. I'm here. I'm here. I want to help. I want to help you to do what God wants you to do. I'm not here to tell you what God wants you to do. I'm here to help you to do what God has called you to do. That's my role as your pastor. A lot of other things fall under, uh, under the title pastor, yes. But that's, this is one of the main things that I, am, uh, that I am here for, is to help equip you. If God is calling on you to do something, I'm here to help. If you don't want my help, that's fine. But I'm here. I'm here, and I'm supposed to help, and I want to help. So this is, is a huge responsibility, a huge task, unless those who are being equipped are eager to be equipped, you know, if they are eager to be equipped in doing, if you are eager to be equipped in doing what, you, what God is calling you to do, then the, then the work is easy. There, there, there's not a problem. There, you know, they, I mean, you're ready, you're, you're open, you're like, God want, I feel God is calling me to do this. I need some help. I, want, I, I need some direction maybe. I need some help. I need someone to come alongside of me. I want to do what God is calling me to do. And, and, and so things will go well if everyone is in the same boat as a church and says, yes, I've watched you. I see you have a heart for this. Here we all are. Let's all be a part of this. Let's all help this person to be what God wants them to be. This perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry is to make sure that Christians have every possible advantage for becoming complete in love and knowledge and order. So my responsibility is to help you to walk closer with God, to love with His love, to be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about who He is, to be knowledgeable about His Word. I can teach you what I know, but you, you know, you're, you have a copy of God's Word for a reason. <laughs> it's not to bring and to have with you and just to read when the preacher reads it is there for you to read. It is there to you for, through which God speaks to your heart. It is there for you. And so I can only do what I can do. The church can only do what it can do to help you. But you obviously are going to have to open up the Word of God and allow God to teach you as well. 
That has to happen. That must happen. I cannot make sure or, or I cannot make you know what you need to know, but I can teach you as best I can. I can hopefully make it possible for you, for you to learn what you need to know to be able to do what you need to do. Hopefully I can help in some way. The work of service, the work of the ministry is to be done by all of us though. It's all of our responsibility. Praise the Lord, it is not all up to one person. Praise the Lord, it's not all. All of ministry of the church is not up to one person. There are some pastors I have met that would just love to be the end all, be all of it all. Uh, they say, that's my church over there. Oh, no, buddy, you got it wrong. Those are my people. No, they're God's people. That's God's church. You get to be a shepherd. You get to come along with them. You get to minister with them. But it, it ain't your church. <laughs> but there are pastors out there. There are preachers that are like this. And that's sad to me to see. Because if we've got to get it in perspective. We have to understand that we're all in this together. All of us are a part of the family of God and all of us do ministry. It's not left up to that committee or that committee. You know, I used to laugh. Do you all remember Make America Beautiful? Do you remember that campaign? The little green stickers had the little guy with the little, the little stick kind of person putting a piece of trash in the little trash bag. You all remember that? Make America Beautiful? Some of you do. Wow, am I the only one? Was it only in my town? Okay, there are some. Okay, good. Like, wow, I thought that was a nationwide thing, but... Maybe it was just a Vivian thing, but evidently not. But I used to, I used to look at that, and I, I used to watch people, and they would throw something down and say, oh, well, you know, we got city workers. That's their job. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, if they're going to have to spend every day of every week because you're just chunking your trash out on the, onto the, you know, onto the, <laughs> onto the nice park, I mean, if that's what you're doing, I mean, something's wrong there. You know, it takes all of us. It takes all of us be, being mindful and sensitive and thoughtful about things. Just as it does the church, all of us, to do ministry. It's not, it cannot be left up to one person. It cannot be left up to a committee. Look, uh, look if, if, if the flower committee comes and places these flowers and they walk away and one of them falls off, your job is not to say, oh, look, it fell off. Wow. Oh, well. Your job, if it's a, uh, not a real arrangement, <laughs> is to pick that flower up and stick it the best you can in the, in the place where you think it might go best. <laughs> and then let, let, maybe let a flower committee person know. But I mean, you, you, I'm trying to, I think you get the point is that we're all in this together. You know, yes, we have a flower committee, but hey, if you see something that needs help, you do it too. You, you help. You know, you, you do that. Uh, but we do ministry and we do it all together and we must help each other. Um, I'm not excluded from the work outside of this building simply because I have a responsibility to equip you. I, being a member of this family of faith, am on equal footing with you. And I take up, I have to take up my spot, my portion of the work of the ministry. This work, this work of service is a service done uh, by one person or a group that benefits another. What is this work? It says this work of uh, service, for the work of service. 
What is this work? It is the bringing of the saints to a condition of fitness for the discharge of their functions in the body without implying restoration from a disordered state. In other words, it's helping those in the church to find and carry out their place of service. You may have, you, you may have just an artist mind you may be one of those that says, you know what? I love to, to, to decorate. I love to do that kind of... Hey, we got a spot for you. I love to deal with numbers. I love to deal with accounting. That's just my thing. Yeah, you know that's not me. But yeah, that's my thing. You know, that may be your thing. Hey, we have a budget and finance committee. You know, we have a committee that deals with those things. If you have that talent, if God has given you that talent, you find your place of service. You find, you, you get on that committee. You ask, may I be a part of that? You find your place. We want to help you find your place of service. Everybody in here ought to have a place of service. Oh, but Brother Craig, I'm just not as active. I can't just, you know, I can't run and go, go, go like I used to. What about praying? Do you pray? Well, yeah, Brother Craig, I pray a lot. Oh, oh. I got four, I have four cards right up here this morning. They're still left for, uh, that are names of students. And at the bottom, it tells who they are if you don't know them. Four, four, four students to be prayed for. You may want to take one of those this morning. That may be your gift. That may be how God and you relate to each other in such a great way that you talk to Him so much that that is just, you thrive and live on that. That may be your gift, the gift of praying for others. You may have that, and that may be something you need to do. Find your place. Find your place. The work of service. Look at the last part of that verse. To the building up of the body of Christ. Ah, so what is this, this work that we do? What is this ministry, this work of service that we do? What does it do? What, what comes from that work? What happens when you find your place of service? What comes out of that? The building up of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is built up in health and in number. When the people of God are about the work of the ministry. I cannot tell you how many toxic and unhealthy churches are out there. Number one, I don't know how many there are. Number two, I know there are a lot. And that's unfortunate. And there are, there are preachers that I see that, that I'm, again, I'm a part of that pastor Facebook group where it's just pastors. And there are some that are dealing with sick churches. They're sick because they, they are not where they need to be. The people have not found their place of ministry. They're, the people have found the place. Uh, let, let me just put it this way. Some people feel they've been given the gift of criticism and condemnation. They believe that's their spiritual gift. Of uh, I, I, oh God has given me the spiritual gift of uh, of criticism and condemnation, and I'm here for you, preacher. I'm here for this church, and I'm here to show people where they're wrong, and I'm here to hold people to accountability. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I've searched the scriptures. I've searched high and low, and I've not found those as named as gifts from Almighty God to His people. I don't find that there. I find, I, find these, I find love over and over and over. I find forgiveness over and over and over. I find, I, I find the traits, uh, the, 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 these uh, fruits of the Spirit 
in the Word of God, and I don't see criticism or condemnation in those gifts. I, I, I do not see them there. And so you can't say, well, I, it's just well, who I am. Well, no, it, it ought not be who you are because you ought to be changed. Amen? Because the power of God through His Holy Spirit, through your decision to follow Christ, should have changed you. And there should be a change continually occurring in your life to where you are putting that behind you, and that is not who you are. That's just the truth. But boy, we're to be in a spot where we're becoming more like Christ. And there are churches that have members that are not there. And I am not, and I am not let's just say I'm not naive to think that all of us are on where we need to be. I'm not that naive. But I will say this church is one of the more, most healthy churches that I have seen and been around. Because you do care for each other. You love one another. You take care of each other. You had not seen someone in a while. You make a phone call. You make a visit. You check on people. That is incredible. That is the love of God. That is the family of God. And you're to be commended for that. Because that is, that is the way we are to be as a family of faith. But there are also other things that come along with a family of faith. That we need to be looking at. But look. A healthy church is a church that is getting to the place, or is at the place even, where we, it, it is not tossed about by every religious fad that comes along. I remember the prayer of Jabez. What a neat little book. What a neat little study. But boy, <laughs> it was like, increase my territory, increase my uh, area of ministry. Some people took that book and used it in der- various odd ways. Uh, I would even say unbiblical ways, you know. Increase my territory increase my, my own kingdom, God. There were some people that wouldn't say that out loud, but wow. There, there are fads that come, come along in the Christian life as well. But we need to be careful. We need to test those. And we need to look at those. Are they biblical? We need to really look and see what is, it, what is, it, what is being shared, what is being said. But a healthy church cooperates with others in the work of ministry. The work of the ministry results in Christians who are operating out of the love that God has placed in their hearts. Oh, man. Equipped Christians are those who work out of the love that is in their hearts that has been placed there by God Himself. Equipped Christians know that they can hold their tongue. Equipped Christians know, oh, you know, I better not say that. I really want to, but I better not. Because that's, it's not going to be uplifting to the Lord. It's not going to uplift this person. Hmm. I better not say it. And a, an equipped Christian is one who listens to the Holy Spirit's direction in their lives. An equipped Christian is listening to God. The body of Christ is built up when the body itself is where it needs to be spiritually and in the area of service. Let me leave you with this, with some questions this morning. Have you found your place of service? Have you found your place of service? It, it can be on a committee if you want. In a Baptist, famous for committees. Got a committee for everything. Got a fork and knife committee. Then got a spoon committee. Then got a, you know, plate committee. We're famous for committees. You can serve on a committee. Or you can have a place of service in another area that's just not necessarily on a committee. But I implore you, I beg you, I ask that you ask God, where 
do you want me to serve? In my church, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What can I do to contribute to my church? What can I do? Ask the Lord. Talk to Him. Get serious. Talk to the Lord. Ask Him what He wants you to do. I can guarantee He has a place of service for you. I can guarantee it because this is the way He wants things to go along. This is the way He wants to use the church. He can't use His people if they're not willing to be used. You know, I, I really, I'm, I, now I've seen, I, I watched what God did with Jonah, I saw. <laughs> you know, you know the story of Jonah. Oh, you're going to go to Nineveh. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't think so. I'm going to go this direction. God said, oh, no, no. <laughs> you're you're going to get to Nineveh. It's going to happen. I think God would rather have one of his children who says, like Isaiah, here am I, send me. Wherever you want me to, get, to go, whatever you want me to do. Here I am. I think God would rather that. Wouldn't you want that in your own family? If you had, if you had more than one ch- child and you said, Look, who wants to go with me to the grocery store? Don't you want somebody to volunteer? Instead of, you're going with me to the grocery store. Get in the car. Well, my goodness, no choice whatsoever. I, I think I would want them to want to go with me. You know, And I think that's the way God sees it. God wants us to serve Him. And He has a place of service for us. We need to talk with Him, need to ask Him, where is that place? Have you grown in your faith? Have you grown in your faith? Are you becoming more like Christ every day? Every day, preacher? Good night, maybe every other day. Hey, if you're making progress, progress is progress, okay? Okay? It's still progress. Soccer's about to begin. Where have you, have you found where you fit in that? We have a prayer team. Have you found where you fit in that? We've got a concession stand. Have you found where you fit in that? We have assistant coaching positions. Oh, preacher, I don't know anything about it. Oh, I don't know. Soccer ain't my thing. Are you good with your phone? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, there's an app that comes with the soccer thing. And you can keep up with the kids. There's a little reward system, little stars that they go by. Come talk to me about it. It's not that hard. If you can run your phone, you can do it. When each of us is serving then God's church is built up. So where have you been serving? That's the question. Where have you been serving? Are you serving? The opposite is also true. When any of us are sitting instead of serving, the church is not built up. What are you doing to help build the church of God? Where, have you found your place of service? God has given some to equip others, but they also do the work of the ministry. You know, I don't get left out. I don't, you know, oh, well, I'm just supposed to equip you. I don't have to, you know. I know that flower fell off that arrangement. Yeah, and I know that, you know, I know I walked in the kitchen and there were some, there were some dishes that need to be washed. I, I know I saw it, but we, you know, somebody else will do that. No, 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 no. I, I, I see it. I, I do it. I mean, something needs to be handled. You got to do it, you know, because we're all in the same body of Christ. We are all about getting the work of the ministry done whether it's washing dishes or picking up a flower, or whether it's telling someone about Jesus, sharing with someone the love of Jesus, going to them in a time of need, meeting their need, calling them, checking on them, ministering to people. People need to know the love of God. They need to experience it. They're not going to experience it if we just sit and do nothing. That's just the truth. They're not going to experience the love of God unless we get up and do something. So we've got to do that. You and I, we must. So God has equipped us all to help build His church. All of us, all of us have a place of service. 
All of us. Now, you know, you think, well, I just, you know, I, 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 but I don't know the entire Bible. I don't know as much as I need to know. If you have accepted Christ, if Jesus lives in your heart through the Holy Spirit, live it in your heart, then God has equipped you. He's given you abilities, and He's equipped you to be a part of His church, to be a part of His ministry. He's done that. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know what that means. What has He gifted you with? What talents has He given you? He didn't just give those to you at random. He gave them to you for a purpose, to serve Him. So how can you use what you know and you are talented with to serve Him in His church? Be thinking about that. Be thinking about that. And do better. Be praying about that. Talk to the Lord about that. Remember, you have a God who is ready to equip you. Again, I use it time and time again. God's not like a coach. Run this play. Get out on the field. Go, go, go. Oh, man, why'd you do it that way? No. God says, look, here's the play. All right, you got it? Okay. Give me a hand. Let's go. God's there. He's right there with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to have you out there wandering. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to. God's going to help you. He's going to help you. That's the difference between a coach and God. He walks with you through life. Let him do that. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. What a thrill to have you along here on this podcast, broadcast, Words of Encouragement. We hope that you will continue to listen. Uh, And again, if you are ever in the Winsboro area, Winsboro, Louisiana, come by and see us. We're located at 502 Highland Street, and you can find out more information about us by going to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. We hope that you have made that decision to follow Jesus. Look, we do not pressure anybody to do that. But it's the most important decision you will ever make in your life. What to do with Jesus? Some people have already decided. They say, well, I don't need him. I don't, all this religion garbage. Well, you know what? We're to look to Christ. We're to look to Jesus. uh, Yes, you and I should be able to look at his people and say, oh, that's how we're supposed to be. But let me say, frankly, there are many Christians not Well, not behaving properly. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, They're not being who they say they are. And for you to just look at them and say, ah, well, they're all like that. Please do not lump all Christians in the same boat. Uh, You know, practically and and literally, you should be able to do that. But there are some who are along the way. They are on the road to becoming more like Jesus, and, and, and they've, just, they've, they've not grown as much as they need to grow. So please look to Jesus. Continue to look to Him. I pray that you will make that decision to follow Jesus, that you will give your life to Him, that you will be repentant, uh, in other words, willing to turn away from your sin. Uh, the Bible tells us all sin is against God. Look, for more information, you can go to our website, and there's a gospel presentation peace with God, steps to peace with God. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.